0: Hello and welcome to the Topper Podcast with me, Dave and Josh. How's it going?
1: Hello, yeah, I'm I'm okay, thanks. I think, yeah, nearly half term here, so I'm really, you know, just kind of uh, soldiering on through this week, and then I can have two weeks off, which is which is lovely. How are you? I'm
0: alright, alright. Um, so we're coming up. At... Coming everybody after a weekend in which Liverpool have been defeated by Arsenal, um, which has been followed up today with rather reliable um, link to Kylian Mbappe, which is bizarre. Very bizarre, yeah. Um, yeah, that's not something that you you expected to get hit from the side with. Um, when you woke up on your Tuesday morning, especially given the situation at the football club at the minute. Um, but we could probably maybe touch on that um later on. That's a bit of a, f- a fresh story, so um
1: anything, anything to not talk about Arsenal.
0: <laughs> well yeah, and not really to talk about Arsenal. To be honest, I don't think Rangers was the best performance in the world either, to be fair. Um, but I think there's one particular player that was probably um, maybe the channel likes to come out of the two. No, maybe actually, maybe two players. That's probably wrong. Um, but one that's been kind of deflated, um, after an injury. That's probably Luis Diaz, mm. and the other's probably Darwin Nunez. For me personally, anyway. Um, but we could probably get into the Arsenal game. Um, what did you think going into it? What was your thoughts going into it?
1: I was really surprised we stuck with the four-four-two. Um, to be honest, um, not because it was the wrong decision. I just didn't think it'd be one that would be made. But I, I, it's it's very. I felt very conflicted because part of me thought we were just going to see the same sort of lethargic, um, pedestrian sort of performance. Part of me thought we were going to rip them apart because it's Arsenal and you know we actually kind of got both at times and yeah i don't actually think the reaction to the defeat has been quite as you know warranted i thought didn't think we played particularly badly first half just you know first minute last minute rest of it was really good um then there was some baffling decisions second half which just completely lost us all momentum after the goal and I thought last half an hour Arsenal um completely deserved to win it. Um we can talk about dodgy penalties decisions all we like, penalties being given. Um <clears throat> we can obviously touch on some of the comments we've seen um today and yesterday about Michael Oliver and his um his approach to VAR officials um and not being questioned. Um but yeah, I, so absolutely horrendous substitutions I think have um, lost us the game really because I think at 2-2 it was pretty finely poised, we were well in it um, just shown we could cut through them with we some really nice football, Jota played a lovely ball to Firmino, great finish It was it, that was really good I had no problem with Firmino coming on for Diaz I thought it was the right change and probably, uh, it probably suited us in terms of moving Jota out wide and, and Firmino in the middle I think that probably made things a little better or, or on paper would have done. And I think we did well, but then, yeah. Um, any any portion of a game where you're needing, or not even needing, but asking Jordan Henderson to play right wing, is 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 baffling. Um, <clears throat> especially when he brings Harvey Elliott on later, which I just don't get it. I don't get the, the decisions that were made second half. So something's going on. I would say to suggest it's happening, but could not put my finger on on what. But in it, it, in summary. Congratulations to Arsenal. It's the best they've played against us in in a very long time. You can see them moving on up. they know what sort of um way they want to play and they play it really well and we just you know ran out of ran it ran out of it completely in the last twenty minutes, which made sure they could win the game
0: yeah i mean I, I, as you' were saying that I, I do think Arsenal played really well, especially in the second half now, one of the themes that we've had. Jordan, the Jürgen Klopp years has been that. We've always seemingly improved after the half-time break. Um, this was a very rare occasion that we didn't, and we came out and just got pretty much dominated for the entire second half. Um, I guess the goals that were conceded in the first half particularly as well, were just they were just so soft, they were so... I, the the timing I, of them was just so so.
1: It, I think that the first goal happens because of a a lucky break for Arsenal. And I I said it on Twitter at half-time. I actually don't think Liverpool defended that goal badly. Um, Arsenal had to make three or four perfect passes for that goal to happen, and it did. I mean, Odegaard's pass is fantastic. I mean, don't well, wrong, you, I don't... you've
0: also got the potential offside as well, but
1: yeah. I mean, and Odegaard's
0: pass is is brilliant. I I agree with that. I don't Um, think
1: Trent could have defended any more narrow. No, because he's um, got two men coming on his outside. I think think he, and I'd say seven out of ten passes he intercepts, you know, and we're unlucky that there's one of the three out of ten players playing. Uh, Odegaard is but that is his bread and butter in terms of the way they play. But I think if the, if the, we have that bounce in the attack that kind of comes... I think it comes off a knee of a defender or something. It just breaks for Arsenal. Uh, it could be different. And yes, we're a bit all over the place, but sometimes Liverpool have to do that. Um, it is the risk and reward, as we know, of of the midfield being a bit higher. Maybe there's a bit of a bigger gap, too big a gap between defence and midfield when we lost the ball. That's the only criticism It's
0: Simmercastle's position then that kills me personally. Um, Because he's just he's there's no cover there because it's so early in the game and it's just such a big gap. I mean, to be honest, Saka's probably made a bit of a hash of it by even making it a debatable offside decision. There's just absolutely no need for him to be that high up the pitch. But you know, alas, he he gets away with it. I mean, I can't really be asked going into the VAR situation, but. The cameras don't pick them up, so they go with the. It opposite. Do you know what? It
1: doesn't look anywhere near as clear cut as I've seen it made out. It's tight. It's a tight. No, line. it's definitely it's
0: tight, tight, because tight because you can see his legs trailing I'd, as well.
1: I'd rather that be given than going through two minutes of drawing lines. To be honest, I'm yeah, happy no, it it, it, it
0: it's just the, obviously the frustration of it being a, a complete not an outlier and not having that validation that you get with. Every other goal, um, but I mean, the the first goal, uh, as you said, that the, the pass from Odegaard is brilliant. The weight on it to set up Martinelli in his stride. You know, they've they've finished that attack off really well. But from a Liverpool perspective, it's just so frustrating because it feels like those situations should be second nature to a team that is such a high level I mean even mm. even just Premier League football in general never mind it. a team that come what minutes minute away over two games of completing the quadruple last season y- you'd expect and um, that stem
1: it kind of encapsulates the whole concern doesn't it of where we are is that we are doing things that a Premier League team like a Premier League team should not be doing
0: yeah yeah I mean and that there's... is
1: the baffling thing and the worrying thing and I think we've seen that interview with Klopp after, with um, Fjortoft which is the one way he just looks drained, and he looks, he looks tired. And someone mentioned that he seems to have lost a lot of weight in his face and things like that. He does, he does look quite. I don't say gaunt, but um, it does seem the whole thing seems to be a lot of hard work at the moment for, for very little, in terms of results, um, because. Yeah, I mean, he's talked about going back to basics. My problem I've got with the whole situation is the the errors have been highlighted in public, which doesn't normally happen. Um, We don't normally see the manager going public. They've been aired publicly, and there still doesn't seem to be any sort of resolution. We've just had a three-week break, and that was followed by a a woeful performance against Brighton defensively. Um, We've done okay against Rangers, but let's face it, Rangers are probably a lower half Premier League team should be beating them at Anfield and then, even then they could have made it difficult at the end, they had a few good chances and then we've just done schoolboy things against Arsenal, I mean the free kick at the end of the first half, why are we so so attacking in that situation leaving ourselves open, why someone not taking the yellow card on the edge of the box as they can? Yeah,
0: Thiago really should have just took
1: It was Thiago's worst game for Liverpool for me um, well,
0: I think I, he had a really good first half but it felt a bit of been second
1: I, I don't think he covers himself in glory for the first goal the, you know he's just trundling back as they're, as they're attacking, I'm not saying he has to he can do something but it, it is kind of the optics of it all now, um, you have to prove after the start we've had that you still care they, they are the basics now, the, the effort's there and don't think we saw that from him really uh, no, I th-
0: I think with Thiago, that, that is Thiago, he's 31-32. He's had a career that's littered with injuries. I don't think he's really going to be bombing it back, so to speak, um, which is why I was hesitant with moving to the two in midfield because on the ball, he's, he's the perfect midfielder for it. Off the ball, maybe not, especially with Henderson's Legs decline and Fabinho look like he's running in concrete at the minute. Um, don't get me wrong, that's probably because of the amount of space that he's having to cover as well, but there's just no kind of cohesiveness defensively from the midfield as well as going forward. Um, but I, I've, I I've, made, I've made this point through the season, square pegs and round holes. And mm.
1: I don't have a problem with the two in midfield. I think that it can only really work if that if the person in front of them is not in the last line. So I don't think it really works as a 4-4-2. There is too much space there. Um, there's,
0: there's too much space in front, there's too much space behind. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. I think but... having,
1: having someone drop in there or having your wide players a little less advanced and actually being harder to beat, because I think what what we really have to look at is the, the seasons, you know, the 96-point the, the season and then the, um, the title-winning season was built on being just almost impossible to score against. And, that, and that's why so much criticism came afterwards, because we were struggling to score goals. And what we really needed was just another person in that midfield who could do the defensive part of it, but is also incredibly creative that person was Thiago. And I don't know why we moved so far away from what was successful. That seems to be where it's stemming from. We've obviously kind of tried to become a little bit more unpredictable, but I think that the whole unpredictability has been to be, to do one thing right, which is this right midfielder bombing on and causing havoc on one side. seems to be a lot of emphasis on just doing that. And People not being able to stop it, but I think it could have been a maybe a series of little patterns that you kind of fl- uh, you rotate through the game. So Trent can spend 20 minutes get, being a wing back, going beyond Salah. Then you can have a bit of time where he comes into the middle and you you mix it up that way. It just seems to be a big focus on doing one thing, and it's meant that once that's been sussed out, which you know, shot horror didn't take too long um for one thing to be sussed out. It's it's left a platform of we're just exposed all the time so that is that's the really worrying thing is there doesn't seem to be almost there's no acknowledgement that the thing that was being done wasn't working really until very late and what got me is that it happened after we had a three-week break and that you think is the perfect time to do something new yes a lot of them would have gone away on internationals but for the the coaching staff, it would have been a good chance to think of something new. And then the first game back, it was just the same old mess. Then we have the change against Rangers. Can you really read too much into it before a game against Arsenal? It just seems a big mess. We need, I think, roll on the World Cup, really. Get, get to the World Cup, not not completely disastrous, um, which yeah, doesn't happen. Doesn't, doesn't help with City on Sunday. Um, we need that World Cup. Obviously, Luis Diaz isn't, I don't know if Columbia were going anyway, but um he obviously won't. That, no they won't. They're not, so that's yeah. but that's that's bad for us now because we miss the chance of having Luis Diaz having a break because he's not just I mean he's so... gonna
0: break anyway. He's not he's not, going to be he's not gonna be doing high intensity sprints, wise he's fucked yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'll be fine in that in that regard. But um I mean I guess the only positive from <laughs> That injury is that it's probably happened in the best possible position for us. Obviously, we've got Jota there. Nunez can push out to the left as well. I don't really think it's as doom and gloom as people are making it out to be because of that injury. Um, you know, I think we'll be able to live with a front three of Diogo Jota, Mohamed Salah and Darwin Nunez. Yeah. The issue is putting them into a system that gets the best out of them, and I don't think I don't have faith in management, whether that's Klopp, Linders, or whoever, to get the best out of anybody at the minute. Never mind Um, specific players.
1: When do we start questioning the coaching (sighs) staff?
0: I'm questioning the coaching staff now, but I'm I'm. I'm,
1: I'd I'd like I hope I speak for you. We are not suggesting any sort. of Yeah, circuit.
0: no, no. <laughs> I mean, no, that is like, like, like that's, hopefully
1: that's clear. But they they have. I, they I have question royally... club
0: sanity after the, after the Brighton game, and I don't think the Arsenal game has done anything to ease my worries. Um, the Rangers game, I don't think we were too convincing in that four four two. Certainly convincing enough to then use it away at Arsenal. I'm a
1: little bit concerned for tomorrow. I could see us... Because we, we have struggled in away from home when it's pretty intense.
0: I think I think the first half hour will be a concern. Um, yeah. If we can get through that unscathed, I think we'll be fine. There but, could be
1: shades of Villarreal last year. <laughs>
0: we're, yeah, we're, we're relatively fragile. I'm sure they'll come out like, like a house on fire. Um, unless we can maybe assert... That quality difference. Um,
1: I think that. Well, I, I, a, I guess it depends
0: on the team he puts out as well. Yeah. Uh, to think... be honest, I think we could do with getting Van Dijk out of the firing line. I don't think that's going to happen because Mathias injured. Yeah. is um, going to play right back. Gomez is going to have to play right back unless Calvin Ramsey comes in and starts his debut or away Milner. at Ibrox or Milner. or
1: Milner. I could see Milner. Gomez at centre back and and Canate. I think we 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 see
0: really it. could do a going for broke with Nunez at this point because mm-hmm. to be completely honest, the guy is a fucking menace. Um, he's so threatening. I mean that that run, seeing it in person, you could just see him. It, but put it this way: that that run. It, I think if that was Haaland, He's he's getting roundly applauded for for that run. Yeah. Just the intensity that he had really, on that run. I
1: feel really happy for him. Over obviously, I thought he played really well against Rangers as well. And was yeah, very it's
0: just in true Darwin Nunez fashion, he comes out with a brilliant celebration. We then mm. get beat and he looks like a bit of a tit. Like <laughs> the the guy can't do anything without becoming a meme. Like he has the best, biggest impact for us. Outside of the charity shield, and he still ends up coming out like a meme. Um, but like it really did ease my worries. I don't know if you had any worries about him. Um, I certainly didn't after the Rangers game, I thought it was really bizarre that people were getting on his back, cutting at a barn door, and all this bollocks. The guy had played four or five games for Liverpool, yeah. one off a season where he scored over 30 goals. This is not a guy that is a particularly bad finisher, I don't think. I mean, you look at some of the the shots he's taken from mad angles. Um, I don't know whether it's just a bit of a not an agenda, but a bit of a generalisation with him at the minute um, that he, he's he's not the best finisher in the world. Strikers are going to miss chances. Mohamed yeah. Salah goes through periods where he misses easy chances. I mean, if you if you magically you know, edit a video where you take Darwin Nunez's body out of some of the chances he missed and put Sadio Mane's body in those same situations. I don't think people would bat much of an that much of an eyelid. It's just that the, the early chances he's missing,
1: isn't it? the money, the
0: yeah, he's, it, it's it's just a it. hyper focus, isn't it? Yeah. Um. And
1: he has to kind of stay in his own little bubble. Uh, the bubble that hopefully the management team create for him that you know they'll stick with him it's not going to be a you know or if you don't score in this game you're not playing for five games it will be a process and I thought that could be something that happened against Arsenal I thought obviously him not scoring against Rangers there could have been a bit of a clamour for a, a really on form Roberto Firmino to start and Obviously, he came on and got a really good goal. I mean, I've not seen a Firmino finish like that for a long time. Um, It was unnervingly
0: a good finish. He's a good finisher. I just don't trust him to make the right decision. Mm. That's always been the issue with Firmino. He loves the overplay in those situations.
1: We've wasted a potentially really decent number nine in the last couple of years because he gets asked to drop to the centre circle all the time. He's probably meant Mohamed Salah gets... Uh, a allowed more goals but I think Roberto Firmino could have easily been a 15 plus for three or four years on the bounce striker if we just got it the balance right with him I like a lot of the stuff he does as as the number nine um, I don't like a lot of a lot of the stuff he does as a number nine where he becomes a number six and no one really fills his space or Milner fills his space um I think if we just got that balance right, we could have had a really good last couple of years of Roberto Fiena. I feel a bit sorry for him in that respect because it's probably contributed to him being injured a lot because he's having to do so much running. But yeah, I was really pleased to see him score and he's, he's doing really well. There's, what is it, five goals, six league goals this season already? It's, um, I feel happy for him because a lot of people were writing him off at the start of the season. Obviously, he's out like, of contract next year. Um, He's playing for one. Yeah, I think you can tell he's playing for a contract. He loves it here. He's very well loved, I think, but you know, a lot of people clamouring for him to kind of not be part of the the attack anymore. Um, so he was another positive, I thought, on on Sunday, um, like he has been in most games this season, I think.
0: Yeah, just one one more little bit on on Nunez, um, in terms of offering a bit of perspective on him i th- I think it's important to know who he's replacing or to remember sorry who he's replacing um in in Sadio Mane, did i mean that that that's a guy who has been roundly slaughtered for the last two years because of his issues with ball security because of his issues with consistency in front of goal and and all these things um and i I don't really think there's much of a drop-off, if any, between what Nunez has offered this season and what Mane was offering last season. I guess the the difference being is, is Mane is just, we, we know what Mane is capable of, whereas with Nunez we don't, and it's just that fear of the unknown, but I think people need to start in embracing that a bit more. Um, I maybe just get off the lads' back. <laughs> Especially Liverpool fans, it's a bit bizarre the way Liverpool I fans think, are, seem piece. to be actively praying praying for the downfall of a Liverpool player. Not that they, they might not be doing it consciously, but it comes across that way. Just fucking, just back the lad.
1: We've obviously had um his two best performances with somebody next to him. Um, how do you see him? Because I think we, I think. Go back to the 4 3 is inevitable with uh, Diaz out, and that's fine. How do you see him playing as a lone nine in a Liverpool system?
0: Well, I, I don't know because I, I don't know what Liverpool system is at the minute, mm. and I don't trust the management again to, to be able to get the best out of anyone. You would say the, the obvious workaround for that is to bring Jota. And Salah, who are pretty ideal profiles as well, closer to him. Yeah. Make them play the width of the 18-yard box like they used to, like Mane and Salah used to, and give Nunez that support that way. Because, to be fair, he is reliant on supply. And I don't think...
1: So would you would you be happy with a complete reset and the full-backs being wing-backs, um the, the forwards being more inverted and the midfield being the shield again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is what I am. That's what I'm begging for, really. Um, I think we With got... a little
1: bit of added um, creativity in terms of what those midfielders do on the ball. I'm not saying they have to then drive into the box, but Thiago can pick a pass from that covering left-back position. A good pass, can't he? Yeah, he could do that. Um, Henderson can't, <laughs> or is less successful at it. Um, but asking them to do that, I, th- I think it was the one thing that was just not asked of them. And I think that was that was the next was the evolution of this team, not what was actually done in terms of positioning of them. It was just asking them to look to be a little more proactive in terms of creating positions from there, or creating chances from their covering position. I think that was the next phase, or should have been the next phase, and getting the personnel. Thiago's perfect, but the next Tiago in as well. Because um, I, I do think Harvey Elliott could do that, personally, with the coaching. Uh, I think he could be a more defensive-minded eight, because he's got, he's got wonderful energy, wonderful work rate. And that you, you actually create that position for him and you mold it. I think that should have been the next step, and I'm that is what I want to see now as well. And I don't think it's too much to ask because I think doing that makes us instantly a more solid, more dependable team where the attack bails the defense out rather. Uh, sorry, no, the defence bails the attack out by being so solid that the the attack have more to, uh, a little bit more, you know, um, they can have more chances. They don't have to get it right straight away. Whereas right now the attack is having to bail the defence out because on the midfield out, it's not working. So I think that is where we need to go. Agree with you. Get bodies in and around Nunez. Get Salah closer to goal. Get Jota closer to goal when he's on the left. Diaz closer to goal when he's a, And be the Liverpool that were so feared for the last five years.
0: I mean, that, that, I think one thing, I think this team is lacking one vital component of a club team, and that is compactness. Like, there's no compactness in this team in the slightest. There's just gaps all over the place, and, that, and that's where, for example, odegaard picks the ball between the lines the other day, and placed that ball mm. in. And he was picking up the ball, him and Xhaka, all game in the half spaces, in between the lines. There was just so much space for them to play in, and that is just not... That's just I, not a club team.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I've caught the mute button for most of my coughs, but not that Okay, now what was going yeah, on I've I've, I've I've recently recovered from what I cannot believe was not COVID, um, I had a bad cold, but was consistently testing negative despite having COVID symptoms. So, uh, just trying to shake off the cough. Apologies. It's okay. <laughs>
0: whilst whilst Josh recovers. Um, yeah, I'm all right.
1: I'm okay. I'm okay.
0: But yeah, I was a twenty nineteen twenty when it was we we had the fullbacks overlap <laughs> and round the outside and not playing this fucking inverted yeah. number ten. Fucking season we style. won the league,
1: wasn't it? The season we won the yeah. league.
0: And we, we, we just simply had the we midfielders in the half spaces yeah. covering. And
1: we were, we were doing it until everyone blew up in 21-2. Yeah. No, 2021, sorry. When we were top of the league
0: after beating so, Palace. Didn't know? Such a simple, such a simple system. It feels we like something fine. that would be easily implemented. We, we, the players have played it before. Yeah. And and we were
1: perfectly primed to counter-press. Yeah. Everyone was in the perfect Everyone position. Everyone was
0: compact the in the middle of the pitch. They we had to really go run. outside. We didn't really run. No, because they had to go it. outside the shape. And when they went yeah. outside the shape, you could then bring the midfielder, the attacker, and the wing back forward and pen them in. I, yeah. I don't know why.
2: Why did we why. break it down?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, A, we broke it down. And obviously we broke it down to some success last season, to be fair. But B, why have we have been so reluctant to go back to it? Like, I mean, I don't even think we've seen some of the hallmarks of last season in build-up. We're so bad in build-up. Like, mm. we had the midfields are dropping down in the half space between the centre-back and the wing-back in 19-20. And then for the period we had the six dropping in between and then you add the extra of build-up. I don't know what the fuck's going on now. I I don't know what the idea is. Don't get me wrong, we've got the double pivot in the last two games that gives you that superiority when you're building up.
1: Hey, if if we don't know, the opposition don't know.
0: Flawless. Well, flawless. Yeah, I don't That's think the idea. players know where they're playing. I mean, the role... I, listen, Trent Alexander-Arnold has his issues. 100%. My stout defense of Trent Alexander-Arnold comes from what the fuck are they asking him to do? Like, I I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. I don't know. I, I think people have people started picking it up more on the tactical cams, it seems, because I was picking it up at the match. where obviously, you get the benefit of seeing the full pitch.
1: And do, you, um, even... do you go the game, Dave?
0: I do. I hashtag oh, go right. the game. Okay. Yeah, right i was just clearing that up, sorry. But he, he, he was playing where Salah should be playing. And then Salah was out wide, deeper, against the touchline, and I did not have a fucking clue what was going on. You had Harvey Elliott then having to cover kind of for him, but stay forward a bit. It was leaving Fabinho in no man's land. It was leaving massive in no man's land. And then people were having to go... Uh, Trent for a having to sprint back when he's up and down like a yo-yo all game and Shakara is probably tired because you can't do that, he's not a marathon runner and B then having to react to everything else, everyone getting sucked out Trent then recovering and then us getting triple-teamed down that side and conceding the goal. Well,
1: that's why... I, that was kind of what I was hinting at while talking about earlier, is I don't mind them doing that in bits of the game, but mix it up. Do something else. You know? Because once someone works out what you're doing, they, they know how to negate that. They can do that in the game.
0: No, that's the frustrating people. thing about it, though. You've got Trent there. Why is Salah not there? Why are they not in
1: the Their opposite position?
0: position? Yeah. <laughs> That's that that, that is the frustrating do thing what about they it. Do best. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is it's And that is
0: why you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. Got absolutely because... no problem with Mo Salah
1: being high and wide if you've got Haaland and Nunes <laughs> as your two strikers you say, right, yeah. fine, they get on with that and you pop up when you can. But when you are still the talisman in the team, and you've obviously signed a new contract to be the talisman in the team, you put him as close to the goal as you can. And of course, we we've mentioned this before. In the um, successful years, Salah did play quite a lot out wide, but that was in the build up. And then when it got close to the goal, he was in between the eighteen yard in the eighteen yard box and the space of that. So we have seen Salah wide before, but we haven't seen him as advanced and wide
0: before we also more have Mane which... on the other side though as well like Mane is a completely different player to luis diaz like we've got to adapt to the profiles that we've got now and we don't again square pegs round holes like we're just not adapting to the to the profiles we've got it seems i'm fine with diaz being out wide because that suits his profile don't really think it suits the the, the wingbacks profiles but that that's another but you can
1: kind of you can kind of keep Robertson a little bit more withdrawn until Diaz makes that move inside
0: well, yeah, because you don't need Thiago higher up the pitch either, so we can keep that with that that's that's fine yeah and then robertson and and Diaz actually did have a bit of a good relationship going on the overlap that's so it, that, 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 that's fine
1: until Diaz goes past him and he goes round
0: but it it's it's it, that right hand side of the team offensively. And defensively, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I do not have a clue what's going on. And it seems like if you just simplified it, just simplify it, play to your players' strengths, that it would be so much better. And I'm not Jurgen Klopp. Don't get me wrong, but um, I don't think anybody seeing these issues as as any humble pie because it's it's it feels like such a, an obvious adjustment to make. That I'm not the only one making it, you're not the only one making it, everybody's making it. And we are yet to be proven wrong. And I would love to be proven wrong, but I, I, I just, I, I can't see it. Maybe Trent getting injured is a blessing in disguise because we now have to use a right back that is a fraction as talented as Trent is on the ball. And we have to limit that role. And really, maybe we are just around I
1: really, it. I really worry about our run of games now though. Because we've got obviously tomorrow, Champions League, we're actually looking okay and you know, well, despite losing four 0 to Napoli, I think if results go if Napoli and Liverpool win tomorrow, it's pretty you only have to really win one game and you're through Man City on Sunday. I mean do you really want to go? I <laughs> mean it's gonna be a fucking bloodbath i think yeah Uh, west ham west ham aren't going to make things easy you know you've got prime fucking
0: low block merchant moise oh did you see Paqueta's game the other day as well no no oh he played well
1: and then we've got forest away on
0: saturday half 12
1: you know that's my favorite kickoff time
0: your favorite place as well because it's round the fucking corner
1: it is, it is I will be coaching, though, with it being half 12. So, I will oh. probably only see the last hour. Then Leeds. Leeds just run. And we don't look like we could deal with that at the moment. Napoli. Great. Tottenham away. I mean, I'm really looking forward to Derby in the EFL Cup in, our, in the biggest game of our season. And then <laughs> Southampton. We finish it against Southampton. Another team that
0: likes to just I don't run. I actually think that's a bad run of games, to be fair. I don't like it. Tottenham yeah, you don't like anything no, Josh, to be Tottenham fair. Be miserable. We should beat Leeds. Tottenham would be miserable regardless of whether we're good or bad, to be fair.
1: But we were good last season. Yes, we drew 2-2, but we had a whole lot of decisions go against. I them.
0: feel like Tottenham would struggle more against us if we um would struggle less against us if we were good, to be fair. They seem to struggle more against bad teams than good teams. Yeah, yeah 3-0 so 0 win. Come on. Yeah, I'm not um I'm, I'm not really looking at that game. To be honest, I'd rather just get Tottenham out the way because they just Bastard play against Under Conte. That's the last week of the World Cup. It's the City game. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if we won against City. I wouldn't be shocked if we got beat 5-0. I think that's the game where Guardiola Galaxy brains and Haaland's on the bench. (laughs) Like, honestly, it was the same with the Arsenal game. I said as soon as I saw that line that we're either going to batter them or we're going to get battered. And I would say... We got battered, but fortunately, we had enough of the first half to make mm-hmm. it a bit more of a contest. And we have very good players in our team, thankfully, which I think has limited the damage. I mean, the sad thing about this season is we've drawn so many games. And I think we're a lot closer to having lost them than won them. And Which it really
1: is really annoying because I made a big point in the preseason episode that I, I said we'd we'd win more games that we
0: that we would have drawn. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is the player quality that has avoided us actually being relatively close to Yeah, I to, could not believe that was our second them.
1: defeat. It was our second defeat of the season in the league.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, There's many I'm...
1: wins to be fair. <laughs>
0: I mean, we're talking about Liverpool potentially being close to the relegation zone. I mean, we're only four points out of it. Um,
1: I don't think we'll be top half by the World Cup break.
0: But,
2: fucking hell, Josh. <laughs> I
1: just don't see the... You take our 9-0 win against Bournemouth out of it,
2: and it's not... We have a, we have a negative goal difference. Um, and we've won one game. And it was the last minute against Newcastle.
0: I mean, it, it is grim, and it's it's grim in a different way to twenty 2020, twenty twenty one as well. In it's there's no you can't point at a reason.
1: Well, we actually have eleven players playing in the right position. Uh,
0: yeah, um,
1: not eleven really good players as well. It's not like, I, like it's...
0: I they personally do fun. think the main issue has is been management this season and this isn't a clop out thing, this isn't a easy even under pressure thing because I think regardless of what happens this season, Jürgen Klopp should still be Liverpool manager next season. Um yeah, we,
2: have, we have
1: a question about Linders, don't we, in our little
0: Yeah, we', we we'll we'll get round to that in a sec. Um but I, think I do what... think management has has been the, the biggest issue. Yeah.
1: I jokingly said something like, um, I think we've reached the Colin
0: Pascoe has to go moment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's tongue in cheek. No, I know. I know. But like if if, if the guys haven't that much influence in in the way you were playing, don't get me wrong. I don't think you should be sacked. But some some questions need to be asked surely or whatever. Anyway, do you want to get into the questions? Yeah, we can get into the questions. questions. Right, so, we've got quite a few questions. We've got more than I was expecting to get, to be fair. What, one? <laughs> I was expecting, I, to be honest, I tweeted it and I went, oh, fucking hell, I should have deleted it, thinking that we'll get fuck all. Um, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Including Still. from our co-host, who was in another continent. Still. That's interesting, yeah.
1: Did we update the, we update the listeners on Shane's whereabouts?
0: Yeah. Well, I said Singapore, didn't I? I was no, yeah. emphatically wrong. It's the I Philippines.
1: Was, I was correct.
0: You were correct, yeah. Yeah. He's been fighting spiders the size of shoes or something, apparently. He's he's he's, he's sounding a lot like a white man in Asia anyway, put it that way. <laughs> um So at Griff 97 asks, is it too extreme to question whether Linders should be allowed to continue? Something has to change, and he seems to be the mastermind behind this pile of <laughs> shite. Right. Um, I think we've, we've just kind of answered that, haven't we? Um, I think he needs a little less responsibility, bless him. I do think he needs a little bit less responsibility. He needs every copy of his book burning. I think
1: Jurgen Klopp has to step up and actually be the team's head coach, because that is what he's paid to do.
0: He's he's, he's kind of living by the me like footy meme at the minute, isn't he? He's like kind of just. Well, the giving... fact that
1: we've given Pe- Pep Linder's obviously a lot of free reign. Sam Maguire's piece about how it's very similar to NEC uh, Nishmigan or how do you pronounce that? Jesus. Hey, li-
0: listen. I mean, we we've we've come out and like praised Pep Linder's a lot on this pod for the improvements to. Liverpool since he's come to the fore, so to speak. So, like, I am not, I'm not gonna come out here and say he's an idiot. He looks like an idiot because of the sheep of fucking book he released before the exactly. season.
1: Exactly. He would not be getting any, <laughs> any criticism whatsoever if he'd not yeah. that fucking like
0: that fucking book. Try. Jesus Christ, but, but. Liverpool as a possession based team have improved so much since Pepland has 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 come to the fore in that coaching and staff. So I'm not gonna sit here and slaughter the guy. Maybe we seem, we seem we, to have, seem to have uh, started
1: to listen to him off the ball, which might be the problem.
0: Yeah, well maybe we need to stop, you know, implementing a shape that he unsuccessfully tried in the Dutch second division. Um, hmm. But again, that is more of a Klopp problem because at the end of the day, he is the head coach. He lives and dies by these decisions, and I think Pep Linders is enough of a good coach to warrant the job at the club, um, regardless Agreed. of his of, of of form this season. But yeah, um, so we can move on to at the Maggie Man. I hope that's not at the Maggie it's sus- man. It says a suspect at. It is, yeah. Uh, for Cal, I believe your name is. Hello, Cal. How's it going? <laughs> so, <laughs> why... <laughs> <laughs> so, why has the midfield recruitment focused on lower league teenagers in brackets with lots of potential? As opposed to the attack-slash-defense, which has signed players in their early twenties with European experience, when the midfield is our most injury-prone position. Um, it's some idiots decided it's Bellingham or nothing. I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think the midfield recruitment has been focused on level league teenagers. I feel like we've just
1: Tiago well, well-known for playing for MK Dons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like we've just happened across. These technically secure. Well, it's two, uh, two of them. Well, yes, yeah, it is two of them. To be fair, I mean, he's he's, he's probably not not purposely, but he's. he's I'm I'm guessing that the rise of the likes of Keita uh, Jones and I mean, to a lesser extent, last season Tyler Morton is probably part of this. isn't it? like, I think mm-hmm. it's probably just young players in general.
1: I think what, what midfielders have we actually signed at Liverpool with Wijnaldum.
0: Thiago, yeah, we haven't signed many midfielders. Fab, Fabinho, yeah, Keita, Carvalho
1: and Elliott, four of them. I wouldn't say
0: Carvalho and Elliott are midfield signings. Or, or they
1: weren't bought as for a midfield. Yeah, so yeah. I would say all of our midfield signings have been, and Chamberlain, sorry, have been um, mid mid-20s, late-20s with European experience.
0: Yeah, we just haven't signed enough. Oh, yeah, um, we, haven't signed,
1: we haven't signed them recently. Is the
0: problem? So th- yeah, the the issue with the midfield is it's it's a bit of a baffling one for me because as much as I wasn't one of these hashtag bottom reds and you know wanting the the ownership out in hand and um, Julian Ward over the summer over the lack of midfielder. I wrongly put my faith in the club. Yeah, we got it wrong. Um, we got it wrong. Yeah, we got it wrong. Shock horror! People can admit they got something wrong. Um, and, I mean, looking at it, I wanted Paqueta. I wanted Nunes. I wasn't going to crucify the club for not getting both. Um, to be honest, I don't think Mateus Nunes has shown too much outside of a viral clip at all. <laughs> I don't think Wolves have shown anything full stop. So it's I think Paqueta probably has a better game, it's shown more in the game against Fulham than Matthias Nunes has in his entire Wolves career. Uh, but obviously, it, it, it's it's fairly obvious that we should have improved the, the midfield in the summer in hindsight. And yeah. the ones that I've got away, in my opinion, are Paqueta and the main one is Guimarães. Oh, how on earth? Yeah, definitely. Y you, you, you were looking at his numbers before he went to to Newcastle. And players in League N translate really well to the Premier League. And his numbers were outstanding. He just seemed so perfect. I mean I He's can't believe Arsenal player. didn't sign him. Could you imagine Arsenal with him now? We'd have lost by more. <laughs> but um <laughs> honestly i I don't have the answer to why as as the recruitment focus like that um i don't have i I don't have any answers as to why the recruitment is the way it is because they were, I said, they were it, probably given a priority over the,
1: they were probably given a priority over the summer here's some money it's not very much money. you prioritize where you need where you need it and I think.
0: Yeah, we, we. I mean, we, Did we get the, that right? the issue is people are people are making assumptions about who's making the decisions at the club. John Henry is not the one making decisions at the club. No, Mike Gordon is though. Mike Gordon is, yeah, and and he's part of FSG. Fair enough, but we we don't know. And I, I I haven't even said this this summer. I said that last year as well, when it was Edwards. We do not know whether this is a purposeful tactic by the recruitment guys. Of... I
1: really need Edwards to join Chelsea. Well, I as mean a, I told as a case study. As a case study though, as to what he does with money compared to us.
0: I mean the, the, the main issue about Edwards going there would be him nabbing our air conditioned room full of lovely nerds.
2: Um, which we don't want. <laughs> but
0: anyway, but I'm getting sidetracked. Um, I th- I, th- I think the midfield recruitment is th- is the same as every other position where we are very specific in the profile that we want. We're very specific on the players that we want. Obviously, those four. players, yeah, th- those players weren't available. Now, th- the question that has got to be asked off the back of that is, why did the likes of Gamer Ice, why did the likes of Piquetson not meet that I profile?
1: Think, I think the question really is, um. Is having an unsuccessful season where you do not know what's going to happen worth waiting for one player? Because we have now reached a point where it's very feasible Liverpool don't finish in the top four.
0: Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. is Does
2: does Jude Bellingham join Liverpool if, if
1: we are not in the
0: Champions League? Yeah, I think so.
1: I don't even think we spend the money on him.
0: I I, I think so. Um,
1: I think we have, the... be, we have to be a club that goes if there's a problem or an area that needs improving, we do it now. And if uh, if you want Jude Bellingham, you replace somebody in the squad next season.
0: I feel like the the selling point of Liverpool at the minute is the stability. You know, it's Jurgen Klopp. I think that certain clubs have a pull where players will look beyond playing in the Europa League for one season because of that stability, because they know that the club is likely going to be in the Champions League from next season and beyond. It's the same with Chelsea, but in a weird way, Chelsea is because they thrive without stability. Um, I think players will join Chelsea regardless of whether they're in the Champions League or not because they know that more likely than not the season after they're going to be in the Champions League, and I think that'll be the, the same situation with Liverpool. I mean, Jude Bellingham's still a teenager; he seems to have his head firmly on his shoulders. I think it. I think th- I think he'd still join. Um, but the the, the main question with me is why has the midfield recruitment been so specific when players that... And I'm not talking about say it's Nunez, because of, I mean, I, I, I don't know, maybe it sounds a bit silly given that we've just spent so much on Nunez. But I, I think there could be translation issues. I don't think he was good enough numbers-wise to warrant... The amount of um, assurance a lot of people were talking about him with. And I don't think he's done much at Wolves since to warrant that either. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, th- I think that's harsh. What I'm harsh. We shouldn't expect them to be so good so quick. But that would have been the expectation at Liverpool. So you've kind of got to put that on the shoulders. So... Yeah, the main question for me is why is it so specific and what is the profile that we're looking for because seemingly players of that profile or players that would suit us, that have the prerequisite numbers, that have the prerequisite performances and profile and all that crap, Um, have become available but we just haven't moved for them. Um, But what would your overall take be, Josh?
2: I don't know. I don't know what the actual I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. Just okay.
0: don't know. Okay. <laughs> so just a shrug. Just an yeah. audible shrug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope I answered your question anyway, do you know what I because mean? you know. That's my take on the situation anyway. I won't shrug to your dear listener.
1: I think <laughs> you're a better you're you're a better articulator than me, so yeah, you can speak for both of us. <laughs>
0: Right, next one. From Mostly Stupid.
2: That is their So don't let um...
0: When do you guys think LFC related media will have an honest conversation about Henderson? Does it happen before he leaves related to that? When do we discuss the massive double standards ingrained into conversations about our players? Um assuming the double standards are the likes of Henderson and Milner compared to the likes of Naby Keita.
2: What I'm do you think?
1: Gonna, I'm not going to say what I want to say uh, regarding that specific thing. Um, <laughs> I know I'm not calling the journalist racist. I am. Um, so <laughs> as you relate me, yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? Um, we'll see what happens in the next week regarding this FA investigation into what was said on Sunday. Um, surrounding Jordan Henderson. Don't think it's race related, um, at all.
0: I so hope it's a part, it's party related I
1: It's sure. got to be because Arsenal have gone on the defensive immediately in terms of, um, Arteta saying what happens on the pitch stays on the pitch, which basically screams of, please don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be party related. I would hazard a guess at that and, um, not race-related, because it's just not something that John Henderson would do. He's not that sort of person. Obviously, if it is, um, we'll never see our captain play for us again. So um, your question may not actually um, matter in a week, but I would <laughs> say that um, he hasn't done anything like that. Um, no, it doesn't happen before he leaves. Uh, nothing will happen after he leaves. He'll go down as one of Liverpool's greatest ever captains because of the trophies he's won, regardless of um, his performances on the pitch.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think an honest conversation needs to happen. Um, I think a lot of people are looking for overcompensation after years of other players being looked at in a different way, which I, I can understand. At the same time, I really don't think. I think the last thing the club needs to me is is our own media jumping down the neck of our club captain. Um, know would... we can
1: talk about the double standards because they will happily go for other players. So yeah,
0: no, I yeah, I, I the one thing I I would want is the opposite to happen with the other players is yeah. is them to be looked at differently rather than Henderson being looked at differently. Um, yeah, I think Henderson has been. I mean, obviously, fucking hell, pending um, whatever FA investigation but I think he's been a, a brilliant captain for the club on and off the pitch um, you know off the pitch he's done far more than I mean the only other captains in my lifetime that I can really remember um, are Hippier and Gerrard uh, he's done so much more for the club off the pitch um, than those two did combined um and he's done he's, as much, he's done a lot if not for, more.
1: He's done a lot for English football as well.
0: Um, yeah. And... Uh, listen, I mean the, the guy is uh, he he won that Writer's player of the year because he is just a, he's he's a brilliant captain, he, he's a brilliant person. Um sadly his football skills have been on the wane <laughs> for a couple of years and I've took a bit of a nosedive this season. But, again, I wouldn't really like to see him getting put through the ringer, personally, no. anyway. Um, I think... You could say
1: he's had a bad game without a ha- being writing a hatchet piece about it.
0: Yeah, and making fail comps and, and, and all that yeah. stuff. The massive double standards do need to be addressed, but they need to be addressed in the other way, rather than giving Henderson the same treatment, giving them the same treatment as Henderson. Yeah. If you get me, I mean, listen. You yeah. can call a spade a spade. You can say a, a player's had a bad game. Just don't say players had a bad game when they've blatantly just been fine/slash good, which they have done with the likes of Nabi Keita. It happens sometimes with Sacco as well. But again, it, it it just it it divides the fan base. It polarizes everybody, and I think we land squarely in the middle. I'd say we are lovely centrists here at the top of our podcast. <laughs> I am when it comes to football. I think we're,
1: well, we are both very good at just saying someone's had a good game, someone's had a bad game, someone's had a or, great game.
0: Or they were all right.
1: Or they weren't too bad. Yeah. So, not a bad thing if you don't do something noticeable. It just means yeah. you're doing what you told. That's fine. It's yeah. not yeah. a problem. It that
0: that is that is the thing that, that's common to football. Team at
1: 10 out of 10. Every game. Yeah.
0: It has come into football where you've got to either play good or bad. Nobody can have a Decent game nowadays. It's it's gotta be good or bad. Um, next up is Blaine, Mr. Bad Opinions Guy, on score with a heavy swell of negativity towards the FSG, towards the FSG,
1: the FSG, well, <laughs>
0: the FSG on the Twitter. American,
1: the American Mafia own um, Liverpool. I was about How to much praise the um, construction of the question in terms of heavy swell of
0: negativity. Yeah. That was brilliant. How much of this is on them and how much is on Klopp slash the coach and staff? We've um, had a reply
1: to that that says 20%, and I want to know if that's 20% <laughs> FSG yeah, this stuff. is.
0: I mean, this has got a, a guy called The Accountant, so he seems to live in percentages, to be fair. And is at just, his life in tax. Life in tax. <laughs> so, uh, he's hello, Mr. Accountant, if you are listening. <laughs> Which one is um, it? Which one is it? Yeah, can you reply to the tweet? Do um, it now.
1: I know you can't hear it but right now, but when you hear this bit, do it now, and then we'll know
0: when you listen. And if to you're it. not listening to this bit, you're a prick and you need to listen to the whole part. Are you following the, are you following the account? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's following um, the, the cop, who follow everybody. So. Oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> so, Anyway. Oh, actually, life and tax. I might have a tax question if you want to DM the account. Um, yeah, I th- well, again, this is another one that we've kind of accidentally answered somewhat. Um, I think share blame. I think we should put a number on it, like the, like the accountant has tried to do. I would say it's... it's, it's I would say it's probably about 50-50.
1: I'm going to say
2: 38%. Okay. But who? <laughs> no, I'd, who? Say
1: it's, um, <laughs> I'd say it's 55-45 in terms of not investing in the squad. So 55% FSG and 45%... What?
0: Uh, rather country. than the generalisation towards FSG, I would say club hierarchy and not I necessarily
1: would say FSG. Off, I, I, yeah. Because yeah, um, it is all guesswork. Off the pitch uh,
0: decision-making. Yeah, because it is just it is completely guesswork as to who is making these decisions behind the scenes. Like we, we we don't know. Um, and I do think the lack of midfield addition did affect us negatively, especially when Thiago was out. Yeah. Um, so I I think that does take some of the blame off Klopp and the coaching staff. However, I do think we have been outcoached in pretty much every game this season.
1: Personnel we've put out in every game is good enough to win every game.
0: And this has been. This has been a, a bit of an ongoing theme in big games. I mean, we've flagged it since last season that Klopp in big games is getting outcoached on the regular. He's making us super predictable. He's now starting to get out-coached by. He's now starting to get outcoached by mid table managers. Um,
1: Brighton manager and. Um, yeah. Patrick Vieira and.
0: Now again, whether or not it's Klopp or
1: Eddie Howe to some extent, because they weren't doing any, we weren't doing anything against them.
0: Yeah, Klopp or Linders, but again, Klopp is the head coach. Klopp is the spearhead. It'll be Klopp who takes the flak. Um. So yeah, I, again, Josh said f- fifty-five, forty-five. I said fifty-fifty. Um. I don't think the coaching staff have covered themselves in glory at all. And that is with a lot of goodwill on Way given the summer that we had.
1: And again, it's fine to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's about things. Listen, our bench against Brighton could have given Brighton a game. Our bench against Brighton could have given us a game. Yeah. Like, and he still found a way to bring Milner up. Well, our first eleven seems to be giving ourselves a game most weeks. So. That isn't an FSG issue, man. That's a Klopp issue. Yeah, is <laughs> Even club when issue. we've got a strong bench, he had Gomez there. He still brought Milner on that left back. He, um, yeah, he does make
2: some questionable decisions in a game. Yeah, like yeah, it's
1: because he's been so used to being able to make those decisions and not affect anything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but I mean. Again, us sitting here saying Jurgen yeah, Klopp's getting all coached by mid-table managers isn't an indictment of him, and this isn't to say that he won't turn it round. It's just
1: we're not saying let's go out and get said mid-table managers.
0: <laughs> how, how we see it, yeah. Oh, we um, should
2: have got Derby when we had the chance.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just it's hard. It's just hard to um. It's just hard to really get these things across without coming across as one of these people who've been polarised on Twitter and as being so on one side or the other. So I think that's why we're just emphasising things so much. Kinda gentler podcast. Kinda gentler but Yeah, we are really centrist when it comes to football, aren't we? <laughs> um This is from at Lewis. extreme
1: sorry the extreme left wants Linda's gone and the extreme right wants Clock gone. That's that's yeah, how
0: pretty much yeah um at underscore was jc friend of the podcast as was blaine by the way as was mostly stupid as is everyone fuck it you are all friends of the podcast unless you're the um, account
1: you don't follow us and you don't uh, listen to this
0: yeah life and tax man what are you doing um with the benefit of hindsight do you think rangers was a practice run for the current change change shape with the idea of using it moving forward instead of the usual three in midfield and if so do you think this is a case of the plan all along or making it up as we go along? Emphatically making it up as we go along, and yes, I do think it was a practice run, which I think it wasn't the best of practice runs, and we shouldn't have used it against Arsenal.
1: Yeah, but the practice run with the view to using it going forward. Oh, going
0: forward. I I mean, yeah, because we used it against Arsenal, but...
1: I think we made it up as we went along because we had to do something different. And... Well, I think we're going to be making doing a lot of making it up as we go along for the rest of the season, because we've 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 reached a point now when when can we coach something else? A lot of your key players are going to the World Cup, so that break is great for the ones that don't. But we have missed the boat now in terms of
0: full on coaching something new. Yeah, you had oh, that three yeah. four weeks. That 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 was yeah. the showing thing. Having that three four weeks and then coming back yeah. and and can see them within five minutes, different looking, the same. It's what the Queen would have wanted, Dave. It's what the Queen would have wanted us
1: not doing that. Um. So yeah, I, I, fourth. Again... Get fourth. That's all we can do this season, I think. Yeah.
0: The, the, Get there fourth. Was...
1: With the two domestic trophies and, and go full out for the Champions League.
0: I heard Klopp come out after the Arsenal game and he complained about players being in a line up front, yeah. and That's that was. Copy job that that was blatantly obvious in the Rangers game oh, so
1: yeah so annoying so to see it then and moan at players for doing something they are meant to coach them to do
0: so to then see it happen in the game and Klopp pick it up and moan about it like it was happening earlier in the week like it doesn't was an the issue then oh <laughs> no, it doesn't but Klopp has, has had this habit this week of of pointing out is everything wrong with us and they'll fuck <laughs> off to, to affect it. And it's, it's that again, everything is just so frustrating this season because it's glaringly obvious to everyone. It's glaringly obvious to him, obviously. And, and he doesn't seem to be and to doing be fair, much. One,
1: out in, You know, out of context, one season, you think, oh, it's all going wrong for one season. Why is that a bad thing? But you look at the age profiles of some of our best players. Van Dyke is, what, 30, 31. Salah's 30. They're two. Allison's obviously doesn't quite matter for um goalkeepers, but he's getting on. Matips in that I don't think it matters
0: for Van Dijk either, to be fair.
1: Um Henderson's um. obviously we're seeing the struggles. Fabinho's not exactly we're waste and Tiago for it. We are wasting some of the we're wasting a year of these players at their best. That's why it's a problem. Um and that's the real frustration when you sit hear the manager coming out and you know, highlighting the problems that he is paid to fix. Um, and then not fixing the problems. Yeah, it feels like it's we are wasting time, and it's really it's just frustrating because yes, in the grand scheme of things, one year might not be a massive issue for the club, but for this team, it um, it very much is. So, yeah, um, the fact that we are writing off the league, I think I think that's pretty fair. Klopp's written it off. I've I've seen strange things happen. It could happen. Never fully write it off. You the, just said we're not going
0: to be in the top half of the league. Put <laughs> your fucking hey, minds hey, up, man.
1: Hey, 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 that's half the season.
0: You know? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but there's obviously those noises that you're not going to win it. That's fine. Not a problem. Um, but the fact we're saying that on the 11th of October is is really quite sad. So... Yeah, that's the frustrating thing. We're doing it so early. If it was April and you're giving it a good go and you could you've collapsed, fine. But the fact that it's done so early, we've not really had anything to shout about apart from winning the only important trophy in the season uh, at the end of July. Um, just a bit annoying.
0: Right, and last but not least, coming at you straight from the Philippines from is Mr. Shane. Which players do you think are just suffering from system, and which ones are actually finished? I'll go out on a limb and say James Milner's finished. James Milner is the only one that's finished. I'd say John Anderson is cooking. No,
1: because I, I yeah, I think if you fix the system now and go back to what we did once.
0: Jordan Henderson could do the number six I mean, role. To be fair, but yeah, we did say coming into the season that Henderson is is strictly a six, and Klopp has gone mm. and played him as an eight entire season. Yeah. Um. Yet again, so, we're right. Mm, Yeah. Look at us. Confirmation bias. Mmm. Um. But yeah, James but Milner yeah. is the only one that cannot hack it in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> M- M- Milner mainly. Um. I think there's been some individuals that have regressed. I think Simicass has definitely regressed. Um, where once he was, in my opinion, a legitimate challenger for the left back role. I've got sorry, I've, I've got, got two more. I've got two more that are finished oh. on the condition of
1: they both pick up another injury. It's Chamberlain and Cater.
0: Oh well, yeah.
1: But there we go. Sorry. I think they're playing to be fair. And back though, brilliant. That's great to see. Back in trading.
0: Um.
1: Don't know if it's full training, but he's back out there.
0: So yeah, I think I don't think Matts covered himself in glory since he's come back. Um it's obviously the difference this, between them and the ball is, is night and day, but I think Kanarthy slots right back into the team. Trent, again, really poor season from him. As much as I'll defend them because I think I am of the really hoping,
1: Really hoping he doesn't go to the World Cup.
0: Oh, yeah, I think he will after the Walker injury, but...
1: Um, uh, James, Trippier, and I don't know. Is
0: there another one? I mean, if Wambisaka. Gareth's okay...
1: Take Wambasaka.
0: Take fucking Walker Peters, man. He can play left-back as well.
1: Daniel Klein?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, you've got Trent. I think Van Dijk, obviously. Yeah, the, the entire defence, really. Um, I think the only player that has come out of the season with an ounce of um, respectability, I guess, for the levels they've shown this season, is probably um, Allison and Diaz.
1: Mm. I would like. I I think Jota. I think Jota's done well when he's. Been but back, yeah, Jota. Been but I I, game, I, so.
0: I I feel like I feel like there's a there's a cut off for the amount of minutes. to be considered. Uh, But he's authored as well. Um, I think Nunez, Nunez, but I don't think Nunez has played enough minutes, but I think Nunez has been... I think most of the attackers have done
1: quite well. To be honest, Salah's obviously not been brilliant, but he's been... Salah... It doesn't really suit him, so is there there much you can really criticise him for? But yeah, in, Uh, in
0: terms of being finished, finished and serving no further use to the football club. James Milner, emphatically. Yep. And there I think go. Jordan Henderson is currently on a low heat. <laughs> he's simmering. He's simmering, yeah. Um, but again, I think he's serviceable uh, in that six-roll, but Klopp just doesn't seem to only really use him there. So, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, and ju- just to add to to the players, I, I think Elliot's in, in, in a lot of the games, being a bit of a shining light in dire midfield performances. So I think he deserves a mention as well. He did get a player of the month for a reason. Hmm. Um, But yeah, mailbag section, tick. Done. I enjoyed that little mailbag section. If you just want to ask any more questions next week, feel free. Hopefully... We do only
1: tend to get questions in a crisis though, don't we? I
0: know, yeah.
1: yeah. It's like... When we're doing well. The only question is, which one of our players really deserves the Ballon d'Or?
0: Very bottom red of the people that listen to the Top Red podcast. To be fair, mm. um, but yeah, so we've got Rangers tomorrow. We re- we've discussed it vaguely. Um, what would you say score wise and goal score? Because we haven't done it for the last few games. I've
1: done it for ages. Let me even let me. I think the actual Excel spreadsheet's got dust on it.
0: We we'll have, so, we'll have to get So We
1: have to get um, prediction as well. Napoli, no, we, neither of us did well on that one. Um, we didn't play Wolves, did we? Was that no. for the Queen or Chelsea? So, um, well, yeah, we didn't do any predictions. So um, Rangers, that's the one away. So I'm gonna go. i will put Rangers. What? Um, three-one Liverpool and Rain. I think Rangers take the lead just for the vile. 3-1 <laughs> Liverpool, uh, three, one, three, one uh, pretty controlled um, for 60 minutes after the first half now, we're all over the place
2: my last one was Elliot, I don't know, why would I have chosen Harvey Elliot to score um, Nunez yeah, I'm going to go to Okay. So uh and City
0: oh, oh, I'll lead <laughs> I'll lead I've, I, yeah that's the thing have we got to go Liverpool goal scorers or... well I don't think there's going to be one <laughs> what do
1: I mean I think we yeah, I get... go on you lead if you're not <laughs> what I will say is if you're not predicting Liverpool's score you then have to predict, predict the first I'm answer.
0: going 4-2 City
2: I um... similar to be honest Uh, And I will go Salah. Okay. I am going to go for... um, God, it feels
0: dirty predicting us to lose, but we're so shit.
1: (laughs) 3-1 City, uh, Van Dijk.
0: Not right centre-back, no.
1: (laughs) No, No. right centre-back's not making an appearance. Howard! That's only in Champions League games.
0: No, what actually? You know, oh, yeah. I... Games. No, I'll take it back. I'll swap. I will go right centre back, Rangers, <laughs> and strike uh, Nunez. Nunez against <laughs> against City. Yeah, Janate's yeah. definitely playing tomorrow, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out. Maybe top scorer,
2: top scorer next year. Yeah, he's <laughs> my
0: little my little Joker card, isn't he? Out. So, yeah. If he does it.
1: You need to cut with a video for when he scores as well.
0: Hello, Amy, Amy really fancies... I, I, I'm, well, I made the Van Dyke one, because Amy fancies Van Dyke. So I did it like, as a joke for her, because there was a guy on Seahawks Twitter who did it for DK Metcalf, so I just completely ripped it off. Does she fancy Kanate? Um, and she fancies Kanata <laughs> as well. She told me that I need to do one for Kanate as well. It will just be anime
1: videos merged yeah. together.
0: Just a big fucking weeb video.
1: I've seen it, not really
0: seen any of those this year. This season. I, I need a either photo of them with his top off to to do the little zoom in section and then <laughs> happy days, so
1: you never know. Um, go go to after the game at Anfield on Sunday, ask if he will uh,
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Top Flex. To. Do his favourite there, do you? Yeah. Just Flex. Yeah. Time just there. Just there, right. Yeah, right. This went down the hole. Um uh, right, anyway. It's been an emotional rollercoaster. Yeah. It's going to carry on. Um, we'll be we'll back we'll be next back week,
2: weekly, promise.
0: Yeah, we we yeah we we've had life things and uh, and another co-host who's got life things and is also in another continent that doesn't help. Um, so yeah, it's been
2: emotional, but we'll go again and we'll speak to you next week. Have a good.